Welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today on the line we're chatting with the lovely Dawn O'Brien from 95.5 The Fish Hawaii. Now I go over plenty of times to Hawaii uh, for different conferences uh, with the New Hope Churches there and uh, I always listen to The Fish and uh, Dawn is the breakfast host there and uh, I just love uh, her energy and her excitement. She does great interviews and uh, she starts the morning every day with something like it's the dawn of a new day and I can't really do it that well. Uh, we'll see if we, we, we can get her to do it. Welcome to the program. Dawn, how are you? Aloha, and you are absolutely correct. It's the dawn of another beautiful day in Hawaii. Let's get ready to rumble in the God Dome. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. I've been missing that. It's good to connect with you, friend. It's so good to hear you, Matt. Well, I've got to say, every time, like I said, every time I'm over there, all I do is listen to the fish uh, while I'm driving around all day. Uh, You guys are part of the uh, the Salem uh, Media Network in the States and you, you play great Christian music, uh, you always have good fun competitions on the radio. Um, let's find out a bit about the woman behind the microphone. Tell us a bit about where were you born and raised and what was life like for you as a young lass? Sure. Well, uh, I'm up here in the northern part of the Pacific, Hawaii, and you guys are down under in the South Pacific, and I was actually born quite close to you all in the island of Tonga Tapu in Tonga. And so I, I often say when I start telling a little bit about myself that I'm a girl from the deep south, not the south in the U.S., but the South Pacific, and that it's quite often darkest before the dawn, and that's a little lead-in to some of the things that happened to me. I was born to a Tongan mom, and my dad is an American. His name is Michael Patrick O'Brien, and it just doesn't get more Irish than that, unless you meet my first cousin, Sean Patrick O'Brien, born on St. Patty's Day. But that's quite a combination, if you can imagine, Matt, being half Irish, half Tongan. I always say I got all the temper and a body to back it up, baby. So you better back it up. <laughs> but you're lucky I'm a Christian. You got five seconds. Run! If you want more grace than that, go to God. But the the honest deal of it was that truly in our family, we love to fight, as too many people know in their own families listening right now, but we also fight to love. And it was difficult growing up. My parents got a divorce by the time I was nine years old. And at that time, I have three younger sisters, uh, four girls, all girls in our family. And we had moved here to Hawaii. My mom dropped us off at the Honolulu International Airport and just told us at that point that we would be moving back to Tonga on our own. She had a flight to California. And as she walked away from us, she's a very beautiful, tall Tongan woman. Her long legs took her quickly away, and I saw the baby, uh, my baby sister Darlene, get up and start running after her and crying out, Mom! Mom! And my heart broke right in that moment. I wanted to cry too, but, you know, it's the oldest. you got to be strong. Mm. So we flew down there, and we went through a hard set of circumstances, as many people go through in the Pacific you know, being involved in a broken family and there was a lot of alcoholism and uh, abuse, physical and and even some sexual abuse. And that was tough for us as young, young girls. And uh, we finally came back to America when I was about 12 years old. My father, an American, brought us back to Hawaii. And wouldn't you know that God has a great sense of humor. He took us 
to a church because he had gotten married to this hippie lady. I don't know. Is that an Australian term, Matt, a hippie? Yeah, mate. We call people hippies down under. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what was up with this woman, but she didn't like to shower or brush her teeth. I'm like, you want to find yourself. Why don't you just find some soap or some toothpaste, <laughs> brush her teeth, put on some deodorant, woman. <laughs> but she was kind of out there in that New Age religion stuff. And uh, my dad was raised real strong Catholic, of course, Irish Catholic. So he went to a friend there in Hilo, Hawaii, on the Big Island. He said, you've got to help me out, buddy. I just married this Wahine, and she insists we go to a church, some kind of New Age experience. But I'm Catholic. What what could I do? And the guy said, perfect, Mike. I got the perfect church for you. It's kind of left and, and really conservative. It's called New Hope Christian Fellowship with Pastor Wayne Cordero. And so my parents, uh, my mo- stepmom and my dad dragged us in to see Pastor Wayne Cordero when he had just launched a new church here in Hawaii, and he was about 30 years old, 32 maybe. And uh, while we were kids, we would walk in screaming and kicking like cats being herded. But we'd sit in the front every week, Matt, and we'd make fun. The four girls would sit off by ourselves. We'd punk Pastor Wayne and make fun of him. Uh, and every week, you know, he always had that high-pitched voice. He's like, Hi, Don! Welcome to New Hope Disneyland, the happiest place on Earth! <laughs> and every week I'd make fun of him, and, and we'd get escorted out of church. We'd get bounced out by the biggest, baddest bouncer. I'm sorry, the biggest, baddest usher in the church. He'd tell us, Girls, get up and get out when you can respect the house of the Lord and stop being a distraction. And he was right. And every week they'd drag us back there, and every week Pastor Wayne would say, Hi, Don, give me a hug. <laughs> and, you know, I uh, laugh about it to this day, but in my heart I think as a broken teenager, at that time I was 14 years old and I was, I was pretty bad off, uh, I think I was testing if this man of God was real love. I'd seen a lot of men of God. I'd seen a lot of preachers. In fact, I'd been violated by one priest. And I just wasn't sure I could believe that another man who told me about God's love was anywhere near what love really meant. And then one week we walked in on what I call Suicide Sunday. And I just had decided that the world was too painful. If my parents could throw me away and if the world could be that horrible, then what did I have to look forward to? So... Because I grew up Catholic, though, I, I realized that uh, we believed if you kill yourself, you go straight to hell. But I wanted to say my last prayers, my last rites, and I walked into church that week, and Pastor Wayne happened to be, not by a coincidence, but I call it a God incidence, because he is the author and finisher, the writer of our faith. He happened to be talking about another man in church who tried to commit suicide, Tim Fondren. I know him to this day, and Pastor Wayne said he went and visited him in the Hilo Hospital, and, and uh, Tim had tried to shoot himself in the head, and he kind of missed. It was a little weird, mm. because he looked like a big, huge Q-tip. You know, he had bandages all over his head, and Pastor Wayne said to him, Tim, are you done with your life? And Tim said, yeah, can't you see this big bandage on my head? And Pastor Wayne said, well, if you're done, then good, give up. Tim said, What? what kind of a pastor are you? And he said, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Pastor Wayne said, give your life up, Tim, but give it up to God. Because mm. there's only two roads. You either give it to the devil or you give it up to God. And if you give it to the devil in this world, he'll kick you while you're down. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he will take you out. But if you give your heartbreak to God, because we go through a lot of heartbreaks and disappointments, hurts, 
and the world will try to do its best to take you out. But if you give that to God, He will heal you and restore you, rejuvenate and replenish you. He will raise you up for a future and a hope. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And in that moment, Matt, I uh, I was fourteen years old. I had been left when I was nine. I had learned to fight for myself in Tonga. I'm half caste. I'm half white. I'm Afakasi. It's not real popular and. I'd learned to fight for myself and never cry because you show weakness. Mm. In that moment when Pastor Wayne said, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, the living water of God broke my heart. Mm. And I found myself crying for the first time in five years. Wow. He said, if we could bow our heads and close our eyes, there's somebody here today who's ready to give up. You've got to give your life to the Lord and dig up from rock bottom. If that's you, raise your hands up. And I raised my hand up to say yes to Jesus Christ in that moment. And then I cheated and I did a second prayer, man. I got to confess. I said yes to the Lord in a salvation prayer. But then I said, Lord, when I grow up, I want to work for you. And I want to speak like that man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not in that tone of voice. It's kind of irritating. But I want to speak just <laughs> like him. <laughs> and I said, I'll do whatever it takes. And then, right then, as I, I come to a close on this, my life story there. I I started, that was ninth grade, 10th grade, I got involved in drama class so I could learn to speak. My dad said, drama? They teach that? They teach drama? Really, Dawn? You should be the teacher. You're a drama queen. (laughs) But I started trying to learn how to speak. I started off as a side tech girl wearing all black and bringing on like the trees and the rocks. And then I got a speaking part in junior high, uh, junior of the high school. And then I went on finally to conquer my extreme fear of speaking and, and introvertedness, my suicidal thoughts. And I got a master's degree in public speaking, and I taught speaking at University of Hawaii as well as our Bible college. I also did end up working with Pastor Wayne for many years, over 20 years. We co-hosted a TV talk show where many other people came to know the faith. And, of course, I got to be a radio DJ. And every morning, I greet people with a great love, faith, hope, and love. And I say, it's the dawn of another beautiful day in Hawaii. And I invite them to know Jesus. It is just an amazing story to hear. And you had me in tears there, Dawn, telling your story about how you came to know Jesus at uh, New Hope in Hilo. And uh, now you've got a, a national crowd there. Uh, listening into you every day in Hawaii. And, of course, people can listen online too. I'll just give the website. It's thefishhawaii.com. Uh, you can yeah. listen to the live streaming there. You can see uh, Dawn's beautiful photo there. And uh, you, you also like to speak uh, at different churches and different events. Uh, what's, the, what's the main kind of message that you bring when, when you speak to a crowd? You know, I, I have been known to rip at the lip for Jesus and kind of go off the rough of the cuff. I can almost do uh, any topic, but really some of my favorites, and I've been speaking around the country of the United States of America. I just came back from Taiwan on a mission there where we did a business conference, and I spoke to some of their TV stations uh, for China news and things like that. But really, my focus a lot of times is speaking to the youth mm-hmm. and being a compelling generation of the ultimate generation, because I believe we're also the second topic I focus a lot on is end times and biblical prophecy. Mm-hmm. I believe we face the greatest battle, second only to the one Jesus won on the cross. 
that he won the ultimate battle, but we have the ultimate war coming quickly. So I speak to youth, I speak to women's groups, where a lot of men break into the women's Bible studies to come and listen. So I'll just speak to anybody who will come, because I believe in God's Word that says He is pouring forth His Spirit in these last days upon men and women alike, young men and young women. And He's not a respecter of persons. I'm not going to be either. We're all willing, able vessels. we got a warrior up for such a time as this. Mm. Well, I just, uh, like I said before, I love visiting Hawaii every time I go over there. Uh, I'm a pastor of New Hope Brisbane in Australia, uh, which was planted out of New Hope, Oahu, uh, over 10 years ago now. And, uh, you know, I've had a chance to interview Pastor Wayne, Pastor Elwin, uh, Mike Kai. We had him on the radio recently. Uh, And, I mean, it's amazing, the history makers that God is raising up. And you know how Jesus said you've got to preach the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth? That's Hawaii, isn't it, hey? And it's got to be the outback of Australia. So, yes, (laughs) indeed, it's got to be all. We're exactly halfway around the world from Jerusalem where Jesus' words first impacted the lake, the Sea of Galilee, and rippled out exactly around the world, and it's going straight back. So you're right, to the outermost parts we are. Now, the other thing Hawaii is famous for is good surf, and every time I go there, um, I like to try and catch some waves, and uh, I, I stay at Hawaii Kai with some friends and uh, end up surfing down at that place where the big dumpers are. You know, is it is it Sandy Beach? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yes, Sandy's, S- right where President Barack Obama was seen body surfing famously most recently, but the locals will say, we got that break right there, and you know Sandy's well, Matt. I do. They, they say to me, hey, you Halley boy, what you doing at our beach, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're an Aussie. You're one of us. Come on. <laughs> so, so for those who haven't understood what Howley means, I actually heard that it came from Captain James Cook. Uh, they called him a Howley when he first arrived. Do you know that story? Have you heard that history? I don't know that story. Not yeah. at all. Apparently, Captain James Cook, who discovered Australia, well, you know, brought, brought the first fleet to Australia, uh, he also went to Hawaii, and apparently they called him a Howley when he first arrived there. Uh, and it's just white guy, is it? Is that what it means? Or? Yes, it means ha-ole. Ha is breath in Hawaiian. The divine breath of God is H-A, ha. And then ole means no. So it means no breath. And the reason why they said that to the white missionaries or to the visitors was because the Hawaiians, much like the people, the natives, the Maori or the Tongans or mm-hmm. even the aboriginals, we breathe, we exchange hongi, the honi, the, the kiss that exchanges breath. And so we just take a sniff right there from right by the nose or the cheek. And the the white people, Caucasians, didn't do that. They just, they would shake hands or do anything else but not give the exchange of breath. And that was considered to be a sacred greeting, a holy greeting. Hence, ha ole, no breath. Oh, very cool. I just love hearing uh, your voice. And like I said, it, uh, every time I'm in Hawaii, I listen in. I'm going to listen on online as well. Uh, we're friends on Facebook. I know you're on Twitter as well. And uh, can I just ask, next time I'm over there, can I pop into the studio and visit you in your brekkie show one day, maybe? Matt, you would be more than welcome. I will even extend the red carpet, even if it's red because we have red dirt. That's fine. You'll have a red carpet welcome you right into the fish tank anytime, friend. It is more than open to you. You've invited me into your audience and into your station today, and I was surprised and delighted by that. Well, I just um, uh, have really been encouraged uh, by the fish, and you guys have got such full-on great Christian music and uh, such great program, such great preaching and teaching on there as well. Now, we do have to go, but I just want to say firstly, I reckon you're a history maker and uh, before we go uh, how do you sign off your show each day? Is there a special sign off that you do before you wrap up? 
You know, every day we end with not a quote of the day, but we end with the power word to power you forward. And that's always a different scripture. Every week we choose one scripture to focus on. I used to do one a day and I couldn't memorize it that fast. So we do one a week and we just end with the best of the best, the word of God. And this week it's all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Romans eight twenty eight. God bless you, Godspeed, and take care of one another. Thank you so much, Dawn O'Brien from the Fish Hawaii. Uh, mahalo and aloha. Aloha. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.